What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. My guest at this time is Dr. John Lott, founder and president of the Crime Prevention Research Center. He is also the author of numerous books, including More Guns, Less Crime. He joins me now to discuss President Trump's decision to withdraw the United States as a signatory on the United Nations Arms Trade Treaty. And Dr. Lott, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thanks very much for having me on. Well, Trump made the announcement Friday at the National Rifle Association annual meeting. He's getting pilloried, to no great surprise, in the media for withdrawing from a treaty that uh, pretty much everyone in the media is describing as something that prevents the proliferation of guns into the hands of gangs, terrorists, and cartels. Obviously, uh, folks who are strong defenders of the Second Amendment see it quite differently. What's the mainstream media missing here? I'm glad that the arms treaty is dead. I mean, it would be basically requiring signatory countries to have registration and licensing of guns. There are real problems with that, a real waste of money, and uh, diverting police resources from things that we know that work into things that don't. But, uh, you know, and I'm glad that the president uh, has, has killed this thing. Um, you know, there are other ways he could have killed it. He could have had the Senate vote on it. Uh, and it would have been defeated, would have been defeated soundly. Uh, that might have been useful just to go and show what a large number of uh, U.S. senators thought that uh, the deal that the Obama administration had uh, had signed on to uh, didn't, didn't make any sense. Why does the arms trade treaty not work? And what specifically is the threat to law-abiding gun owners in this country if it were to have gone forward? Registration, licensing, guns, things that would have made it more costly if people have guns. Uh, look, in theory, uh, registration uh, can help solve crimes. If a criminal leaves a gun at a crime scene and it's registered to the criminal, you can obviously then go and, and, and arrest the person who committed the crime. The problem is, one, crime guns are almost never left at the crime scene. Uh, and the few times that they are left at the crime scene, they're not registered. And uh, in the, you know, once or twice that you see them registered, uh, they're not registered to the person who committed the crime. Uh, whether you look at Hawaii or Chicago or uh, Washington, D.C. or other countries such as Canada, you know, when people have gone back and looked at uh, the data, they can't find one single crime that's been solved as a result of registration licensing. Um, you know, the additional, and there are other things that are involved here. Uh, you know, the additional reporting requirements and costs that would be imposed on gun companies are things that, you know, the customers here in the United States would be having to pay for, and it's things that, uh, would discourage people from being able to own guns simply because of the cost that would be imposed. It also would affect uh, foreign policy. If our government wanted to go and try to help out, uh, you know, 
freedom fighters or something in a particular area, they would be forbidden from doing it. And, of course, the problem is uh, our government would obey those types of rules. I don't think uh, you're going to be seeing uh, China or or Russia or other countries like that going obeying the rules. And you would end up with a situation where the types of... Uh, people that we supported would be disarmed uh, in these in these battles and the types of people that uh, uh, left-wing government supported wouldn't be. I'm still staggered by the statistic that there's never been a crime solved by gun registration. Uh, that is quite telling. Uh, you also mentioned a, a little while ago, sir, that uh, doing this policy, signing on to this and pursuing this policy, not only doesn't work, but it takes resources away from things that are proven to work. What are those? Right. Well, I mean, just take something like policing generally. Uh, Hawaii uh, or Honolulu, uh, when the police chief there was asked to say how many hours of police time each year that they spend uh, dealing with registration. Yes, it was 50,000 hours worth of police time. And, you know, maybe if you'd solve thousands of crimes or at least hundreds of crimes or at least a dozen crimes or at least any crime, then there might be some discussion about the trade-offs that were there because obviously 50,000 hours worth of police time could have been used in traditional policing that we know works, knows solve crime. And instead, what you've done is you've taken 50,000 hours worth of police from doing things that we know work into something that the police chief there wasn't able to point to a single crime that they've been able to solve as a result of the process. That's, you know, so you're diverting resources, time, and money uh, from things that work in normal policing to things that they admit haven't solved any crimes, helped solve any crimes. Last question here, Dr. Lott. You were at the National Rifle Association annual meeting, and obviously each year when, when they get together, they talk about the uh, the threats to the Second Amendment uh, as well as the opportunities to, to defend it. And we're obviously heading into a political cycle, and so uh, those who want more gun control uh, are, are pushing that. Those who want to protect the Second Amendment are, are doing that. Uh, as you look at this cycle that we're coming into and the stark positions on the Second Amendment that we're seeing, um, how big of a battle do you expect there to be in the next couple of years over the Second Amendment? Well, I think I think we have a huge battle uh, just looking at what uh, Democratic presidential candidates are promising. Uh, it seems like virtually all of them are are promising gun bans or taxes and fees that are going to make it costly for law-abiding citizens, particularly the types of people who benefit the most from owning guns, from being able to own it. I mean, my research indicates that it's poor blacks and live in high-crime urban areas, the very people who are most likely to be victims of violent crime, who benefit the most from owning guns. And you go and impose the types of restrictions and fees that uh, that they want to have, let alone bans, um, you know, those are the individuals they are going to find it hard. I mean, just look at... Um, you know, New Jersey this last week, they want to go and increase the the fees that you have for things like uh, a license uh, from $5 to $100, the cost of getting a concealed carry permit from $20 to $400. Uh, 
um, uh, the cost of uh, licensing each gun that you have uh, from $2 to $50. I mean, who do they think is going to be able to go and afford $550 when you add it all up uh, to go and get a concealed carry permit? It's not going to be poor minorities who live in high-crime urban areas. Uh, it's going to be only very wealthy individuals. I mean, we're just talking about the cost of getting the licenses. And, you know, the irony is is that uh, Democrats go and claim, uh, you know, how much they care about the poor and things like that. Um, you know, it'd be great if the police were there all the time, but, uh, you know, do they really think the poor are going to be able to go and pay these types of fees? They don't even have an exemption there for people that are poor to to go through the process. Dr. Lott, we'll certainly be watching, and uh, given the intensity of the debate, I'm sure it won't be long before we're talking again. Thank you, sir, very much for your time today. Thank you. Dr. John Lott is the founder and president of the Crime Prevention Research Center. You can find them online at crimeresearch.org. I'm Greg Columbus reporting for Radio America. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.